Welcome back to another episode of Fight Hard and Love Much. I am overwhelmed still with all of the support that I've received. I can't believe that we are on week four of this podcast. The time has just been flying by, but I am still so grateful for all the the extra support. Um, If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me or email me at fighthardlovemuch at gmail.com. I appreciate and am so humbled by those who have shared it with others that they might feel could benefit from it. So thank you, everybody. Today's topic makes me smile and laugh a little bit just because of the stories, Um, but it also reminds me how much of a failure at different times I was as a mother. So hopefully you'll just kind of laugh at these, but then be able to take the message and use it somehow in your life. I think of it often when I'm planning something or or wanting my kids to do something. Am I doing it for them or am I doing it for me? And so hopefully that's what you kind of take from today. So here are my two failure stories. So when my twins were turning 18, I thought in my own mind, I would throw them a surprise party. At the time they were seniors, they weren't really liking to go out with people. Um, Jake had a girlfriend, so he cared about her and was with her when he could be. And Joe was just happy to eat talkies and watch a movie. So was Jake. But they didn't care to be at every party or to be at every activity. They were happy just being at home, working out, eating talkies, watching a movie. That's what they like to do. And But I am the mom, and I know what they should be doing, and they should be doing better, and that would be to be out with people. My twins are some of the funniest people I know, and usually they're dancing and having a great time, and and I thought that they needed to share that with others around them. So I asked one of their cousins that went to school with them if she would let some of their friends that they grew up with know. And it wasn't going to be a huge party, but but kids that they grew had grown up with. And let them know to come over at night. We'll just have some treats. It'll be really casual. So she actually even kind of asked me, are the boys going to like this? And I'm like, probably not, but it's okay. This is what I they need. You know, they need to socialize them. So I I had her invite people and I made some cookies. Now, this is how dumb I was at the time. It was my daughter's wedding. It, it's during this time. And so she was having a family bridal shower that night. And so I wasn't even going to be home at the exact time. But it was going to be a surprise party. The kids were just going to start showing up while I was gone. First mistake. That was the first mistake. Um, at the same time, Spence hadn't been to school, and he was really struggling. And then also Sam, this was during his really dark time, and we had been at the doctor that day. But heck, my boys needed this party, right? They needed to, I needed to throw my boys this party. So I'm at the bridal shower, and eight o'clock rolls around, and I get some texts from my boys. And they're not the nicest texts. They're like, what the heck, mom? Why would you do this to us? Why would you ruin our birthday? And I, and it was, so they were so angry. (laughs) 
they could barely even talk to some of the friends. And these are guys that they grew up with their whole life. So they should have been able to at least be a little friendly, right? But I came home and literally they were so mad. Jake had been crying. Now you have to, if you know my twins, you can laugh at this. And my twins are my favorite people. They make me laugh every day. But I was under so much stress at the same time. And I was just angry with them. I was angry at them for being so ungrateful. I was angry at them for being such brats. And I thought, you know, you guys don't care about anybody but yourself. And so it was a really sore subject for a long time. Over the next couple of years, we kind of laughed about it, about how upset they were and how Jake cried about it and wow, wow, wow. It wasn't until I heard this podcast about a mom who had bought her son a car. And she was so excited to give him the car. She thought he'd be so grateful. And oh my goodness, thank you so much. This is such a great car. I love it. And instead, when she handed him the keys and he looked at it, all he asked was, does it have an aux cord? And she's like, what's an aux cord? And I know, I don't know how old this story is. So I know now we have a lot of Bluetooth, and but some of my kids' cars still have an aux cord. But that's all this kid cared about. He didn't care what the style of the car was, how nice it was, how it looked. He only cared about whether it had an aux cord. And the mom said she was so upset. She had just been waiting to give him this car because she was so proud of herself for them giving him how grateful he was going to be and how how good he was going to look driving into the parking lot in it. And all he cared about was an ox cord. And she said how mad she was that he was so ungrateful. Now, we do need our kids or we do want our kids to be grateful for the things that we give them. And they should show gratitude for the things that we give them. But her point of the story was not that. It was she bought the car that she wanted him to be driving. He would have been fine in a junker. She finally came to realize that she had bought the car for her and what it would look make her look like as the mother and not what her kid wanted. And anyways, after hearing that story, the birthday party popped into my mind and I immediately... I think I called the boys, maybe I texted them and just said, I am so sorry. I'm sorry. That party was for me to feel good about myself. Maybe it was with everything going on and I I needed to feel good about being a mom. I don't know. But that party was me. The boys, all they wanted to do, and I knew, I knew it. All they wanted to do was to sit, watch a movie, eat talkies. That's it. That's what would have made their birthday so special. But I thought I knew better. After I apologized, they laughed and said, okay, mom, it's still a joke in the family. Some of it is because the fact that Jake actually cried about it. But at least I acknowledged that that party was was a failure on my part. Not because I didn't want what was best for my kids or what I thought was going to work for them or they should be so happy but it had nothing to do with what the boys wanted. It was all about what I wanted. So my next story is about Sam. It's a little bit of a tougher story. Sam was an awesome athlete. Anything he did, he was really good at. He just was a natural athlete, but he was really good on the basketball court. 
He had a great shot. He had great moves. He had a great defense. Like, Sam was going to be my all-star basketball player. I hope my older kids don't feel bad about this, but they, they pretty much know. The older boys played basketball. They were involved in choir. They were involved in track or cross, cross country or volleyball. And Allie was involved in student council and volleyball. And so my older kids all were involved in a lot of things. But Sam, he was going to be my all-star basketball player. I came from a family of seven brothers. They all played basketball for Westwood High School. And so that's just kind of what you did is you play basketball for Westwood if you're in the boundaries. And Sam was going to be it. He was going to be the all-star because he really was a natural. And so I had this great big hope for Sam in what he was going to accomplish. Well, his freshman year came and all of a sudden he didn't love basketball anymore. He had a, he didn't like the coach. He didn't like the head coach. And so but we told him, Sam, you know what? Life life is full of difficult people. You have difficult teachers. You have difficult coaches. You know, sometimes you do things and it's not the funnest. But hey, you be busy. You go do it. You know, you're always going to have a boss that's not so nice. So just learn to deal with it. Does that sound familiar to anybody out there? That kind of speech. And and there is a lot of truth to that in you don't always get to handpick who you work with or or a boss or or a situation. So we said, no, Sam, you're playing basketball. That's what we're doing. And I'm not totally sure when he quit, but it was if it was right before tryouts or during tryouts, he quit. And I was livid. I was so angry because I was worried about him. I will say I was really worried about him. And if he wasn't doing basketball, what was he going to be getting into? And he needed to be busy and he needed to work hard and he needed to be at school. So those were all great mom things, right? But I was angry with him for quitting. So much so that for a few days, I couldn't even really talk to him. And if that doesn't make me look like a really bad parent, I don't know what does, but I really couldn't even hardly look at him in the eyes because I was so upset with him. And he would just say, I don't enjoy it. I don't be enjoy being out on the court anymore. And, and I really don't like the coach. I, and I'm like, those are lousy excuses. I really sound like a bad parent in this story, but I was really upset. So I went to the counselor and this is the counselor that I, I really trust and admire and listened to. And I went to him and I rattled off all these things of Sam quit. He won't play basketball. I mean, I went through this whole thing. I need him to play basketball. He needs to do this. I need him to be on a team. I need him to be at school. I need him to do. And the counselor just sat there and he listened to me rattle off all these things. And then he just paused and he says, he doesn't have to play basketball. He said, everything you just said was about you, that you need him to play, that you need him to be busy, that you need him to be on the team. He said, have you even asked Sam what he wants? I said, well, that's not the point. The point is, is that I need him to be at school. I need him to, he's too good at basketball. He's throwing away his whole gift. And I went through all this stuff and he just shook his head and said, no. He goes, what would have Sam done if he had come home and said, I I cannot play for that coach? You guys said, 
Well, Sam, that must have been a really difficult decision. You want to talk about it, and we're here to support you in whatever you decide. And I said, well, I don't know what he would have done because I don't want him to quit. I want him to play. And he said, no, what would he have done if you had said that? I was really upset with the counselor for a little while because I went in there thinking he was going to totally back me up. And he didn't. He said, no. What you needed to do was be there to support Sam. I think it took me about a day to really comprehend what he had said and to really look at why I was so angry with Sam. And and then I finally did. I've, I talked to Sam. We talked about why he wanted to quit. And I said, okay, Sam, I'll be here to support you. Well, it turns out he turned around and ended up talking back with Coach, trying out, and made the freshman team. But he really didn't enjoy playing basketball that year. In fact, he was so stressed, it seemed like on game days and worried about it. And it just wasn't a fun thing for him. And what he had wanted to do was to play rugby. But I said, no, that's not a school sport. I need you to play a school sport. So yes, looking back, that was not my finest moment as a mom. The next year came around and Sam tried out. He made the JV team. He quit the day that they posted the team. And again, I went right back to that. Why would you do that? Why would you go even go to the effort of trying out? And then you quit that day. And he just, I don't know all the reasons if he wanted to prove that he could make the team or what, what it was all going on in his head. But he just said, I want to play rugby. I don't enjoy basketball anymore with this coach. And and so he did. He turned around and he started rugby. And I thought, okay, I guess I'll have to be a rugby mom. Unfortunately, he hurt his shoulder within the first few weeks of rugby. And so he was out that season. But he still kept in touch with the rugby family. He loved his rugby family. And so when the next season rolled around, he was ready for the rugby. And I even became a rugby mom. I tried to sign up for things take treats, be involved as much as I could so that he knew that I supported him in his wish to play rugby. So some of you may be thinking, well, what if he had played basketball and kept with basketball? And that would have been a good thing for him. And he would have been part of a team and, and all of those ifs. But the thing that I learned was to look at, was I doing it for myself or or for my kid? And did my child know that I supported him in what they wanted to do? There are some things that are just not that important. Jake and Joe having a surprise 18th birthday party was really not that important. They would have been fine just to do what they wanted to do. Um, Sam playing basketball, he was still involved in a sport. He was still involved in a team with a coach that he felt a part of. And that's an okay thing too. So maybe you're wondering, what does this have to do with mental illness or how can I use this in my life? So I've thought about that because it it's not one of those things that just jump out at you and how to help mental illness. But for me, it was going back and realizing, even though I had the best intentions and I really wanted to do 
I wanted Jake and Joe to people to enjoy Jake and Joe, and I wanted them to be around people. And Sam, I wanted him to be able to be part of the Westwood basketball team. They were all great intentions, but it wasn't supporting my kids. And it was it was more for me, and maybe it was more for my mental health, hoping that I was helping them along the way. So I think it's a good reminder that maybe when our kids don't react how we want them to react to something we do for them, to one to really ask yourself, what was my purpose in doing that? And maybe that will help relationships with our kids better. For those of you who don't have kids and aren't a parent yet, what does this have to do with you? Um, I've thought about that after I talked to some young adults this week, and I thought, well, this podcast might not have anything to do with them. It really has made me go back and think why we do the things we do at any point in our life, not just for our kids, but in the choices we make. Sometimes we don't have really an option in them, but but to find things that bring us joy. One of the counselors that we saw at one point, his big focus was doing things that bring you happiness. And that, of course, is going to help our mental health and help us feel better. So this week, as you like go throughout your week, find things that bring you happiness. And also for those young adults out there or others who might be looking at their parents like, well, they did this and I'm still not happy about that or holding a grudge against your parents for something that they were trying to do, they thought was going to be the best for you. Give them a little bit of break. Because as parents, we don't know everything. We're still trying. You guys didn't come with instruction books. And so we're still learning also. So forgive your parents for those things that you might be holding against them. So thank you for listening. I hope this week you'll take some time to find some joy in things that you are doing, activities that you're doing, and also in the things that your children are doing. And sometimes... Mother doesn't always know best. Until next time, remember to fight hard and love much.